You know the uh, 12 labors of Hercules? I, some, I don't know all 12, but I'm, I'm familiar with. Did you know there was a 13th labor that he did not complete? Yeah. Can you guess what that labor was? Uh, maybe, but just tell me, just so, you, just so I know that you know. He was forced to read a book <laughs> by Alan Moore called Jerusalem. And it was too mighty of a task. He couldn't even lift the thing. For Hercules. Oh, I don't know if I could do it. It's getting so hard. Did you get through the gobbledygook yet? Yeah, I got through the gobbledygook uh, that I had to have a translated <laughs> version of the chapter to finish. And it was actually a good chapter with the translation. I did reread some of the gobbledygook to see just like, you know, how, how, it, how it was words. <laughs> it wasn't, I didn't like it. And then I'm on to the next chapter. No, uh, I don't even know what's happening. It's broken up. Yeah. Every other paragraph... Like, one paragraph's about this guy named Roman and his life for some reason, but every other paragraph is about the history of money going back to Rome. I don't know what And they, it just jumps back and forth? Yeah, like, every other paragraph. Like, it'll have a big block, and then it has maybe not a straight paragraph, like, a, a block of text, and then a break, and then, and then this next block will be something else. So, this guy's life, which I guess could be interesting if you actually gave a shit about the guy, which I don't. But then the next paragraph that comes, like the next block is about the minting of coins and Sir Isaac Newton's, that he was the mentor of coins. and That that doesn't partake like into like, hey, that's this guy's like great, great, great grand person. Like doesn't even try to do something like that. Just I zoned that. out there for a minute, but I don't think it's related at all other than his name is a Roman and it, cause I was confused. I was like, is this guy going through history making money? Like I, that'd, that'd be kind of cool, but it wasn't that it was just talking about the money in Rome and how they made coins and the history of Rome and Britain. And I mean the history of coins in Britain and Sir Isaac Newton was, uh, it's where I am now. Sir Isaac Newton was while he was before or after he was discovering gravity, he was the finance guy. Or so. I, I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. So I just started flipping. I was like, all I right. Was, I was going to say, this is starting to get very... Moby Dick-like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to not just skip ahead or anything, but I did look ahead to see, like, okay, well, does it get easier after this? Because this is mad boring. So maybe it gets better. There is, because I still had the play. There's there's a oh, chapter yeah. written like a play. I don't know oh, how that's yeah. going to be. I forgot about that. But this chapter, which goes on for like, every chapter goes on for like 50 pages. I It, it looks to be, I'm going to get to a 50 to 100 page, I don't know if it's a single chapter or what, where it's either stream of consciousness or it's just all all text, just all block. Not even like every broken page. up? No, every page, just one paragraph. But I saw a bunch in italics, so that made me think it's stream of consciousness. I don't fucking know. I don't want to get there. I only got like 300 pages left. I'm so close. I'm almost at 1,000. And I just can't even get to 1,000. God! Oh! So, if you get a text this weekend, like, Spencer, we're reading a mirror comedy book. Like, <laughs> just know that I gave a, I had to take a break from Alan Moore. So, you... I was supposed to be done with this in, like, November. Yeah, I was going to say, when did you restart this again? I think October, and I was planning for end of November, and then December, and then January. Yeah, I was going to say, and we then... If we're almost done with February now. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I haven't read it a cut. Like, I think Monday and Tuesday I didn't read it at all because I was doing a lot of writing. Mm -hmm. And over the weekend and then yesterday, I read like two. I can only read like two pages at a time. And I was like, I don't care about fucking coins. I don't care about the money system. It's stupid. What does this have to do with anything? 
everything now is just not related to the book two. Like the first chapter of book three was related, but then after that, just uh, nothing. Like Lucius Joyce, what does that have to do with the story I read? Nothing other than she was mentioned. Like, oh, what? What do I? I, I it has to connect somehow, but I don't think it does. As the fur- further you wade into this monstrosity. Does your anger toward uh, Ashley just grow since uh, for abandoning? Yeah, yeah, not anger, more as envy that he was able to let it go, <laughs> and I couldn't. Especially after he made me read House of Leaves, and <laughs> we both finished that, and he fucking read the, uh, which might have, I think it was his idea. The book was my idea, but the author was his, the David Foster Wallace Oblivion, mm-hmm. because he was interested in reading that, and I was like, well, let's do the short stories instead of fucking Infinite Jest or something that would make me break the table with it because out of fury. Isn't that just as big as... I think it's bigger than Jerusalem. Oh. And if it's not bigger, it's definitely more complicated and boring. I just, I don't, I don't know... If I get to Ulysses and it's which is supposed to be way harder than Jerusalem, I'd imagine. I just well, you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I had to get a special book because the regular book would be too complicated for me to understand. I had to get a book that had essays before oh, every wow. chapter. You saw the Cambridge edition I have; it's like True. the size of this table. It's True. huge. Yeah, I understand going into that that that's going to be what it is. And also, it's like that thing was written like thousands of years ago and no a hundred years 100 ago years ago 100 thousands? ulysses was a, no you're talking about oh, the I'm iliad th- thinking that yeah okay whatever no the iliad's not gonna be that bad i'm actually looking forward to that that's gonna be a nice break <laughs> no ulysses is that'll be complicated it's james joyce bullshit oh yeah that's but i know terrible. going into that that's gonna be ridiculous but alan moore's jerusalem is a fun story in there and then we but we've gotten to places that aren't so fun I don't know what this man is thinking. He's definitely a wizard, but I'm I don't know if I'm bewitched as so much as I am furious. Now, now, what if once you get done, you fold that last page over, read I'm cuz I'm sure it doesn't say like the end price is like Finn, you know, just because Finn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh but as soon as you're done and you close that back cover to the book and it's done and then you just grow a beard, it'd be worth it. Would it be worth it'd it? It'd be worth it. Just like what the fuck? Awesome! <laughs> That's the only power I get. Because I know, because I've known how long and how bad you've been wanting to grow a beard for. I think would it be worth it to 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 slog through that thing for like a half a year? What happens if you read it again? <laughs> well, no, well, in my scenario, just you just have the the ability to. Yeah. Now you can grow your beard. What whenever. I'm saying is, what happens if you reread it? Does that uh, ability double? Maybe. I don't know, but we gotta get to the actual episode. There's an actual episode. Supposedly, just more Jerusalem talk. Maybe I don't have a topic today, and we both had awful days at work. Well, I'm assuming you did. I did. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming just by your demeanor walking through the front door, that defeated oh. world has spiked me in the neck. You mean this? The the somehow I was walking upright, but my head was still dragging on the floor. Walk. Somehow you walked uphill while going downhill is what it looked like. Yes, if that yes. makes any sense. Backwards. Yeah, like people talk about having a cloud over them when they're walking. You brought it in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, folks, stick around. Uh, this will be a fun, upbeat episode. Welcome. You are listening to the Upbeat Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. Woo. I am your host, Caleb James. With me today 
Spencer, the Kalamazoo Kitten Crippler Church. Oh, jeez, dude, uh, that's harsh. I no. mean, it is a downer episode, but Lord, yeah. crippling, not even killing them, crippling them. That's worse, in my opinion. What do you have against cats, man? It's is it the one upstairs that mauls you? <laughs> yeah, it's to send a message. I asked her today. Yes, I asked my cat a question. I asked, "Are you gonna attack Spencer when he comes over?" And she smiled. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I'm sure that that uh, Valentine's Day picture that Mindy took where she was just licking her lips. I'm sure that's what, like that's how she did that. Like, hey, are you gonna maul Spencer when he comes over? And she's just licking her chops. Well, when Bryce came over the first time. <laughs> She was sitting there all cute on the chair, and I didn't even think of it. Yeah. I didn't even notice her there, and he walked in, and he just naturally went to pet her, and she just went, and he went, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, don't touch that. Yeah. That's like a snake. Yeah. That's not a cat. It looks like a cat. That's a snake. It it bites a lot. I have good news again. Yes. Yay. Clap. Uh, clap, Spencer. Louder. 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 20 minutes of just, my hands are bleeding. <laughs> Bones are broken. They're just nubs. <laughs> I could actually riff on this for a moment because this was interesting how the story came about. I submitted a flash fiction story to Literally Stories, and they accepted uh, within like a week or so. It wasn't that long, I don't think. So I will be published on there in April. I don't remember if I sent you the email I got, but I think it's like April yeah. 5th or... You know, you didn't say, you just you just yeah. texted me telling me about, you know... I think it's April 5th, um, but I already have... They already put my bio on there and my story, it's called Dying to Hike, coming soon. So check that out, folks. Uh, but the story, this was the first time I can remember, at least in recent memory, where I wrote something, like, we, me and Mindy, we were going to go... I don't know. I think it was a Sunday. We're just Saturday or Sunday. We're going to go do a bunch of stuff. It had to be Sunday. It was in the morning and she got up and I actually been making this a habit on Sunday, which is working as well. She takes you know, makeup and all that yeah. shit. And I get dressed in the five seconds and I'm just sitting there. I was like, well, I'll get some writing done. Well, I didn't want to. It was one of those procrastination things. I, like, I don't want to work on anything I'm working on. Mm. Be- well, also, because if I do, like, then I'm going to be sitting there and she's going to get mad at me because we have to go. I was like, I only got like 10 minutes or so. So I sat down. No thought in my brain at all for a story idea or anything. This is probably the first time I've really done this successfully. I just sat down and started writing, and the story just immediately came out, and I liked it. Now, nice. Now, the story, it's very basic, but it's uh, it's a funny piece. It starts with two spirits in the mountains arguing with each other because they were just recently murdered by a giant maniac, mm-hmm. and they were arguing about the one getting the, the both of them killed because uh. he goes up and does something stupid, and he's just like, how the fuck did you not know that? He's holding a machete, he's <laughs> bloody, and it was, it was just a funny piece. And they're arguing as they're just staring at animals eating their dead bodies, and they don't know, you know, they're dead. They're like, what yeah. the fuck do we do now? Um, You're the one that wanted to go on a fucking hike. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Like, the one that, yeah, you folks can read it when it comes out, but... It was just like, it was one of those ones that was just real fun to write, and I knocked it out very quickly, and then I was like, fuck it, I'll submit it somewhere. Like, what's their flash fiction length? Is it just, is it 500, or? Um, you know, I honestly don't remember. I think maybe up to a thousand. Well, them, I don't think they just published flash fiction, just anything. I think mine just came out. Actually, it might not even been, it might have been like a thousand words. Okay. Honestly, I don't remember. I just, I knocked it out real quick, but, uh. Because it, it's definitely longer than 500 words, I think. But I, I just count it as flash fiction because it's not a full story. But surprisingly, I was just like, yeah, it's a long shot. I'll just submit it. Because um, Bryce, I think he submitted there, and he got a story accepted. And I read his story, and it was like it was a pretty good story. It was like a literary story. And I was just like, well, I don't have anything to submit to them, so I'm not going to bother. 
and because we've been going off like the same list. Mm-hmm. Like I sent him a list uh, that one of the publishers sent me, and I've been going off of, like some you know reputable ones, uh, publications. And anyway, so he told me about that, and I was like, yeah, shits and giggles, nowhere else. I'll just, it was free, so I submitted to him. Surprisingly, they accepted. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. I also had another one of those aha moments recently. It's actually been happening quite frequently. Uh, because of that one uh, one story I was writing that I did the workshop, I think we talked about a couple episodes ago. That came to me pretty like just randomly, and it's it's been going good. But I got sidetracked on another story, which I think we might have also talked about. And this one's now this one's going on. I'm thinking it's gonna be like eight thousand words. I have oh. to minimize it because now I'm worried that it's not going to uh, fit anywhere. Yeah, it's gonna be too long. Uh, so I think I could cap it at eight thousand or so because it's it's almost done. Uh, it's an absurdist story, and it's like I'm having so much fun writing it. I don't know about you, but a lot of times when you know we work on these projects and stuff, the fun kind of gets sucked out fairly quickly. Like yeah. once you really get bogged down in the story, you get the details. It's like, yeah, it's almost like the rewriting's more fun than the initial writing. But this one, like the initial writing, I'm having a blast. I'm just like flying through it, and uh, like I said, it was supposed to be like a couple thousand words, and it just keeps going. And uh, so I'm pretty excited about that, and I think that one's going to be a good uh, submission, like one of the, I'm hoping to get at a more mainstream magazine uh, or journal, but we'll see. But uh, I have been writing and I have been busy and it's been going good. But I also been setting up different routines in my life, Spencer. Yeah. As you've been making fun of my exercise bike here. I just asked how it was going. I've been. It's been. It's been like a week. I was just wondering how. I'm pretty sure you used the word saddle sores multiple times. <laughs> That's uh, about something else. <laughs> uh, well. Since I got that thing, because I spent like 200 bucks on it, I was like, well, I better use this thing. So I've been getting up extra early every morning and doing like 15, 20 minutes or whatever on it. And that has actually spiked my creative drive, I've noticed. Because I think for a long, especially in the winter, I've had a tendency of sleeping in. And then I just give myself enough time to shower, eat breakfast, you know, and go to work. Mm-hmm. Well, I, even if it's just that extra 20 minutes or so that I get on the bike... That almost like alleviates the stress of having to hurry, 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 and then your brain goes in like overdrive, and then you're already on the next task, and you don't want to write. So I think the slowing down and just working on your physical fitness, or you know, and you can just go for a walk or do push-ups, or, you know, it doesn't have to be riding a bike. But I think that is a good way, not just to get the creative juices flowing, but just kind of get the blood moving and motivate you for the day. So I think that's a good uh, thing. I'm going to keep up unless I get injured, which will probably happen mm. because that's my luck. So yeah, that that's been going good for me, and then like all the other stuff seems to have fallen in place, like my routine. And in the evenings, I've I have been writing every night. That's good, man. And it's been like good writing too, not forcing myself to write. Just been sitting down to write. Though I have been neglecting my chess a little bit, which uh. Well, you can't have it all at once. Yeah, I'm not gonna be a grandmaster. I just want to make the money. I watched the key, the Queen's Gambit. That's what it got me back into it. I binge watched. There's only seven episodes. I watched it over the weekend and a couple episodes this week. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Even if you don't like chess, it's good. I'm like, God damn it! Now I want to be a grandmaster. I need it. So I'll work on being a world champion next year. That'll be next year. So. Yeah. After you get done with Delusion, you can. Uh... Yeah. Um, watching that show made me realize how bad I am at chess and how good I'll never be. Oh, yeah. Because they, they were, like, remember we were talking, you were asking me about, like, the coordinates on there, like, E4. Yeah. And, like, and you asked me, like, oh, I didn't even know that 
they had those. And I was like, yeah, because people play chess without a board sometimes. Mm, yeah, yeah. There's a scene in the show where her and the other guy are in the car, and they're just playing it by saying the... You like you see that in movies a lot. Like, people in jail will be like, you know, yeah. in opposite cells will be just saying playing like... chess, and it's like, geez. Uh, so I don't know if I'll ever get to that. I don't think I'll ever get to that. I just don't want to dedicate the time. I just like... Uh, what I like about chess is that when you're playing chess, you're not thinking about anything else. And we might have talked about this before. I don't remember. But if you're like me, when you read, when you write, even when you watch movies, a lot of times you your mind drifts. There's still a little something in the back of your head. Yeah. You're mulling over something. There's always something that, but when you play chess, since it's strategy, I think your whole brain just focuses on your move. Even if it's a bad move or whatever it is, you just, that's all you can think about. Because if you're thinking about other things, then you can't play at all. Yeah. Uh, so that's I like that break from life that chess gives me, and I can understand why people get hooked on it. Probably a better use of your time than drugs, like hard drugs, because that is a similar thing. The heron. I was talking about the opiates, yeah, yeah the herons, your uh, other Oxycot- things, oxycotons, oxycotons, <laughs> your uh, all the ons. Even if you want to get into your uh, sisserpons, <laughs> <laughs> crackons. <laughs> I can't tell if that thing's full or almost empty. I think it's almost empty. It sounds like like a well. Well, see, I feel for people who can't see it but heard that loud noise. Uh, I have a gigantic, like guy, like huge. metal water bottle that I drink out of, and because I've been trying to drink, it's like at least I don't know, it's like a gallon or something. I try to drink a gallon of water a day, and this helps. But here's the here's the thing, Spencer. It's a, it's a little tricky. I fill it with ice. And then fill it with water. But then when I get home and stuff, like half the ice melts. Yeah, or so if it's warmer, more of it melts. And then it's like it refills. Yeah. I'm like, God damn, I'll just keep drinking water. Uh, so I've been, especially in the winter, struggling to finish it off every day. It's almost the size of your chessboard. Lengthwise, yeah. I think it is. Heavy-wise, it definitely oh, is. Oh, definitely heavy-wise, yeah. And girth. Especially when you have get it full of water. When it's filled, I can't just pick it up one hand to drink without like almost bashing myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's me, Spencer. How's life in the Spencer world? The dead eye stare <laughs> of just you gave the the thousand yard stare of a man who's been at war. <laughs> I don't think that's a good sign. I just I'm just hearing fucking <laughs> mortars going off. And... Um, has your reading at least been going good? Okay, but not like I mean I still haven't finished that last trilogy, that last book in that trilogy of uh YA that. That, no gaming. Yeah, and stuff. Um, I'm now like I'm right around like sixty or seventy pages, but like I should be done with it by now. Is uh, it one of those things? You, since you're just not enjoying it as much as you really hoped you would, it kind of bogs down not just your reading but everything else that surrounds it. A little bit, and like, and granted, like I've been mostly just reading it at at work and like reading my uh like my comics and uh, graphic novels at home. The story is interesting. I like the idea of like you know all these versions of this one guy have to get together to stop these you know other people and stuff like that. Is it just the YA style? That it, you're it, it might be. That's why like I want to. Um, there's a person I work who is who who has read more like YA and just and more like that kind of stuff. So I wanted to let her borrow the uh, you know the books uh, whenever I get done with them and see like what her take is on it you know see you know somebody who's more uh, familiar with that kind of genre and stuff like that and what they what they think about it. Well, there's a lot of people who've told us that there's great YA out there and they would even consider it literary some of the stuff. 
And we have always like, well, maybe, but have you thought maybe because we've read so, like more challenging works and understood them, enjoyed them, like we build up our reading over time mm. to the point now where it's like YA is too sophomoric. Like it's just, it would be like reading a kid's book for some people, you know, like yeah. for us it's just, yeah, maybe the story's cool, but the writing is just, you know, you need a little bit of challenge, right? Yeah. You need something that kind of hooks you because I know when I read stories that are just, even like Catcher in the Rye where it's just like very basically written, I'm just like, I don't know. That's probably why I didn't like Catcher in the Rye. It's like it's boring. And also too, like there's not many things that don't like that I also don't like. I read that don't have at least a little bit of like a shit or a fuck or like you know yeah. what I mean, like like that kind of stuff in it. Like you know, like I said, it, it it's been good as I'm reading it. Like I'm not ever like while I'm in the process of reading it, just like oh god, like you know <laughs> what I mean. It's just it's just not a thing that when I'm not reading it. It I, makes me want to read it. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's not like, it's not a need to, like, uh, especially, like, those last couple books that I ended the year with, would, like, I had trouble putting some of those down, you know, um, yeah. to do any to do anything else. Um, but, yeah, that's probably the best, act best of my life going on right now, probably. Ooh. <laughs> you said, like, so you, you're, um, uh, you're, you're uh, Bruce Willis now in Unbreakable. Okay. And I'm I'm Mr. Glass <laughs> at, the, at the other end of the spectrum right now, including the scheming and blowing up everything. Well, I, I can't I can't, can't comment on those. Can't can you know put yourself out there like that? Uh, can we be James McAvoy? We I guess we both could be <laughs> James McAvoy. And- <laughs> been working out a lot. I feel like I could rip some doors in half and shit. I'm just saying, with the multiple <laughs> personalities, we yeah. can each be one. No, that too. I'm very bogged down with Jerusalem now. Yeah. It's become an albatross. It is wrapped around my neck like a goddamn anchor, and I cannot move. I need to finish this stupid fucking piece of fuck book. But like, I and it's not a bad book. That's yeah. the problem. It's a good book. That's that's why I, I don't want to abandon it. And like I was going to say, like I don't think you want, like how we were talking, we were talking about earlier with the... Uh, like the um Moby Dick treatment, like I feel like you've gone this far to just try gone to be too like, far. and to just like not like to just go skim through like the last couple hundred pages or you uh, know like jumping huge chunks, you know. But again, I I'm nowhere near like I you know I can't I'm not one to say because I haven't you know even opened the thing. You know, it's like if you were eating a lot of pudding and you might really like pudding and it's delicious that you're eating that pudding. But after like a gallon of pudding, <laughs> you like, can't fucking stomach. Your, I can't stomach any more of this pudding. At least give me a different flavor, <laughs> <laughs> and then add fucking Alan Moore's beard hairs into the mix, and you're just like, ew. Oh. <laughs> and also, after watching those maestro classes, I read a lot of the stuff in his voice, and it's tormenting me. <laughs> oh, that sounds like nightmare fuel. If you want to be a great writer, <laughs> oh no, he says it weird. Now, once you finally finish this, when do you think the next time you can pick up an Alan Moore thing? I have a like bunch two of, years. I have a few of his other novels, and I'm not going to read those for <laughs> years. Yes, for a long time. I just I can't. Even though, even though they're nowhere near the size of those. <sighs> yeah, it's just well, like the one starts with just all caveman stuff, and it's just caveman voice, but bad. Like you can't understand it. He does things, he takes experimental risk, which I greatly appreciate, but at the same time, I don't want to read all that. Also, it's like, yes, you're taking risk, you're you're in this part of your career, you've earned this, but you can take risks, 
But also doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be published. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a gigantic Alan Moore fan. Like I like his work and I like what he does, but the execution is like an execution. It could be deadly. I just I I don't know. I just really want to get to some fun stuff. And now I also feel like I really hope after finishing this goddamn book, I don't go into like the Iliad and I'm just so burnt out intellectually that I just can't read that right. stuff. Uh, cause that's a worry of mine. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think the Haruki Murakami books will be a nice break. Well, uh, going to tell me like once you get to these, like I'm going to read those in 30 minutes. I didn't say like, I uh, remember the, uh, the one reel where they get there, like at a talent show and the guy, like, I, like, um, I think it's like a Brit, they, like they're British people and they're like, I can read a book and like fresh book book. And he just, he just flips through and he goes, blah, 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 that's how you're going to be able to go through those books after you get done with this thing. That'd be nice. So anyway, folks, if you want, I say read Alan. Mo- I, here's what I want to know. Should I do a redemption IRC when I finish the book? Oh, you have to. It's just going to be me. Yeah. No one else. You know. It just be your, you and your thoughts alone and however much <laughs> alcohol you need. But yeah, you definitely should. I just played this. Because ha- then what's the point? I was just, the whole time I wanted to play haunting jazz music in the back, like an old CD nightclub from the 20s. And I'm just going to sit there. And I'm just going to ruminate. Well, why not read that Hulk over thing uh, if you couldn't do a 15 to 20 minute solo <laughs> podcast? <laughs> yeah, really? <sighs> I thought that was the whole purpose for reading the thing. Uh, that, that fucking Alan Moore. It is a complicated matter, and I aspire to never write such work. Yeah, like, I don't. This is like one of the. He's like one of those guys you like. You're saying, like, you like his work. He's good at it and stuff, but it's like, I would never want to do that. I couldn't imagine how long a single chapter of a lot of the stuff that he's written would, like, take. Especially, like, that the gobbledygook cha- chapter. How long does that take to write? He said, because he talked about it in the maestro class, he was like, and he didn't mention it by name, but he's like, I once wrote a chapter that took, I don't forget how long, but he was like, and it was just a bunch of made-up words, and I couldn't, after months and months of writing that, I could not think like that anymore, and I couldn't speak, and I was like, jeez, dude, why do that to yourself? Although, too, I wonder, like, like some of that stuff, I wonder, like, how much of that is, like, the Alan Moore show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I tend to wonder sometimes, like, what's Alan Moore like behind closed doors? Freaky. Like, I just, like, I just want to know, like, I just had to say, like, nobody's around. Oh, so, man, I just got done writing this book down there in the hall. Like, you know, yeah. just like, he just completely changes when, like, nobody's around. Or, you know, like, I don't know. I do wonder kind of, like, how much is, like, the Alan Moore persona. I don't know. He's very grizzled, so it's hard to say with those kind of people if they have, if they even want to have a persona at this point. His voice definitely comes out in the book, though. Like, you get a lot of personal introspection of alan moore's thoughts in the book it makes you take a very different look at it like him as a person so that like that's interesting if you like alan moore i guess it's a you know you get his thoughts on politics and religion and every fucking else the minting of coins and Mm -hmm. rome and like why do we need to know about that alan moore dude that's why it's moby dick that's what the fuck that is. That's what it is. We're going to talk about fish every other fucking <laughs> paragraph. That's what he did. You want to know everything you can about harpoons? Read Moby Dick. You want to know about the money system of fucking Britain over the history of 8,000 years? Go ahead and read fucking Jerusalem for no reason. I need an abridged version. 
That being said, I think when I read the Iliad, the Ionid, and the Odyssey, my head's going to be so melted that when you come over here, I'm going to be dressed like Aristotle or one of those guys, like Plato. I'm going to be in a robe. I'll have a big gray beard from obviously finishing yeah. Jerusalem. And I'm just going to be whacked out. I'm going to be like those guys from the 60s who took so much LSD they're fried and they just constantly walk around talking to themselves. You have a headband on for some reason. A headband, but for some reason it's not tied but just stays above my ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how does that work? That's going to be you. So do you have exciting reading goals after the Haruki Mirakami book? I say book. It's two books, but it's, you know, for the... Oh, I was, I was going to ask, how are we going to distinguish that? Is it as that we're going to like... like Or like, are you going to count it as like once you finish it, like you read two novels? Yeah, that's two novels because it's his first two novels. Yeah. It's just, I guess they're short. Yeah. So they're lumped together. What are those books again? Uh, Wind something? Pinball and Windfall. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Let me look. It's more just like um, I got some more books... Uh, of the authors that I really enjoyed uh, from last year, uh, like I think the uh, I think the next one I'm gonna read once we get done with the Mirakami is the um, that uh, Dark Net book by um, that I showed you that I got for uh, Christmas from one of my friends from uh, Benjamin Percy who did the uh, the Comet uh, Cycle uh, trilogy of books that I yeah. read the first two last year. That'll probably be the uh, the first thing I get. Uh, I'll dive into uh, once we get done with Mirakami. The Mirakami is wind and pinball, but it's like two books in one, and it flips upside down. Yeah, it's like an old schooly flip book. I like that. Yeah, it's cool. Also, if you could schedule it into your uh, schedule, I can't say like the British people schedule. Mm-hmm. Schedule. Uh, if you could put it on your schedule, I think you should read the. Oh, what's the name of that? Not the secret library. Is it the secret library? Secret library sounds cool. Yeah. Um, hold on, hold is it, on. Is it the strange mer- library? It's uh, I have it. It's that weird looking one. It's like oh, okay. all artsy. It's a novella. Oh, but okay. It's the strange library. That's a very quick read. I should have recommended that to Mike for his Miracom because it's very right. short, but it's weird and like the art, like the way it's put together is cool. I think he would have liked that, but uh, he finally uh dug out uh the hike. Oh yeah, by Drew uh, McGarry. Yeah, uh, because I talked him into buying, or I talked talked him into getting it. And I think his uh, lady friend at the time got it from for like Christmas or his birthday or something. Um, but it got buried in a move, uh, and yeah. he said he he finally got it un uh unburied. I was like, uh, so when you got to plan on reading? He basically told me to shut my fucking mouth. <laughs> That's such a great book, though. Yeah, oh, it is. It is. It's really good. Uh, that's one of those ones that's on my reread list. Uh, I don't know when I'm gonna start rereading books though. Yeah, that's t- that's just so hard. Maybe just do one a year. Maybe yeah. Uh, Maybe that's the way to go. But my problem is that my one a year is gonna be the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? <laughs> and the Hobbit, and not the Silmarillion. No, come on. You read it one time. It shouldn't be as hot the second time around. I will say this. Alan Dr- Moore's Jerusalem is not as difficult as the Silmarillion. Oh yeah. Not by a long shot. It's just this book three of Jerusalem is difficult, but it's definitely not as hard as that, but it's way bigger. Mm. So anyway, unless we have other topics to rant on, because the only thing I can think of is awful, awful news that I've heard recently about <laughs> oh, yeah. everything in the world. Oh, oh yeah. You know, like uh, not too far from us in Ohio is basically a Chernobyl situation. Oh, yeah. The train derailment, and then it's like the spy balloons. And then China and Taiwan and then Russia and Ukraine and then 
There's too much. Too much. You know what it is that really is the detriment to mankind? Most of us have no ability to affect any of this. Yeah, and it's just... You cannot do it. There's this hopelessness that you have because you can't do anything and you feel like, well, I have to complain or I have to voice my opinion, but that does nothing because no. everyone's doing that and it solves nothing. Well, like we've talked about before, like um, in different aspects of things of like, we're in the, the, right in that sweet spot of like, you notice things and how bad they are. But you can't do, do anything. It. And it's just like, I, w- I almost wish I was just in that calm underneath of that of just bliss ignorance. Yeah. And just not paying the, the people who like just don't pay attention to that stuff at all. Just la 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 la. Just having a, having, a, having a fun time, not worrying about anything. You had to not have social media or anything or watch the news though for that kind of life. I, I just, I don't know. Everything's bad and worse, bad and worse and awful shit. Malfunctioning, malfunctioning. Yeah, malfunctioning. it's a, a very interesting time nowadays. Yeah. And you know what's also awful? The people who are supposedly in charge of this are all bad people, it seems. Yeah. Like, all of them. Can you name, just, I'm not even going around the world, just in the U.S. government, a good person? Like one that's just haven't had, you know hasn't taken bribes or isn't corrupt or doesn't have some kind of controversy attached to their name one way or the other. Yeah, I don't. Uh, maybe None. like a like a clerk somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like the closest you get is maybe Bernie Sanders. Like that doesn't yeah. have extreme controversy attached to him, but he's a thousand years old. Yeah. And I'm sure if you probably went back far enough, you could probably find something. Well, that and, you know, he does, like, even though he's against billionaires and all this stuff, he still has, like, multiple vacation houses and shit. Like, still a rich guy. Like, that's the thing. Okay, these are still super rich people. So, can you, how how much do you trust rich people? I don't. <laughs> right. And then just every other country, I just assume it's awful. Everybody has a bad go of it. You know who I feel bad for? You know what? I don't want to say it. I'm not going <laughs> to put anybody's business on blast. But we have some friends overseas and from what I see, it's very awful. Yeah. Like, the UK is worse. All our listeners in the UK, we feel for you. Our friends in Germany, we feel for you, because apparently you're just spending $9 billion a day on fucking gasoline and stuff now. Oh, wow. Like, I think every, over there, their energy stuff is just horrible, because they got all their fucking energy from Russia, like, most of it, so I don't know. And with Russia being Russia. Yeah, wonderful Russia. So, friends... If you want to send us a nice episode topics that'll take our minds away from these grievances. Or if you want to, want to hear us talking about all the, the terrible yeah, whatever. things, we could also do that too. We yeah. just You can uh, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at DPW Podcast. Um, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I keep getting requests for us to do interviews with people. Oh, yeah? But I don't want to. Like, to be, like, on their thing. No, no, to be oh, on our to be show. be on our thing. But they're, like, it's their press people who keep reaching out. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, but New York Times best-selling author. If you're interested, and they send, like, fucking five pages of shit. And then at the end, it's like, if you're interested in booking this interview, we it could be done Wednesday at between 4, I mean, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'll work all day. Like, I'm yeah. not... I'm not changing my life to interview somebody I don't even know. That's the main thing. I don't know these people. And the other one, it was a very professional one, too. It was like, they had a press gig, and they're all old women, too, by the way. I just want to mm. say that. They're all, like, older women. It's like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Older, the writers, but they're, they're older. But, hey, you don't have penises. We don't. <laughs> we don't know how to talk to you, <laughs> folk. No, the one of them is this whole spiel. They put so much effort in this email, and I didn't even respond. You know why? 
because they opened it with Dear Kurt. <laughs> Who the fuck is Kurt? You don't even know the name of the host when you're going to try to get an interview. <laughs> let me see if I let me we'll end that on. Let me see if I can bring that up. We'll end Kirk. it on that. Oh my god, Kirk! Like this one. Well, here's a different one. This uh, does that make me Spock? <laughs> yeah. Like this one sounded interesting. It was uh, actress turned war heroine, and it was it was a writer about some war heroine or something. That one was like the time constraints. I might delete it. I was so angry with that <laughs> nonsense. No, here it is. Possible speaker for your podcast. Hi, Kurt. I'm writing to find out if you would like to invite blank blank co-founder of blank 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 awards to give a talk on your podcast. This person has a wealth of writing knowledge and it just goes on and on about their credentials and they do awards or something. And I'm just like, no, because my name's not Kurt. And also, too, like, I wonder, like, whoever they, like, that person's for, and even with, like, the time strength one. Are the people that we're actually interviewing, have they ever listened to the show? No, or they, even, they like, don't have you, no idea. Yeah, like... No idea. So, like, like they Somebody don't just found us, probably because we're rising up in whatever ranks for writing. Yeah. I have to look. I haven't looked at the numbers recently. But we're probably going up or we trending or something or other. And they see that and they're like, oh, going to get on that show. And they just put it on the list of all the shows they, you know, want to get on but they don't listen like listen to an episode and you'll probably say oh we don't want to be on that show don't want to be on that guy's show we'll be halfway through telling my tone and doing a synopsis of my story and we just be and then we shut out the ass like i'm sorry kurt but <laughs> it, it, we have to uh take back our our interview request we cannot get on there because your co-host apparently is named the Kitty Crippler. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, Kitten Crippler. And he has an, an OnlyFans where I presume is where he cripples the kittens. <laughs> yeah, by the way, folks, if you want to see Spencer cripple some kittens in Kalamazoo, you have to spend a lot of money traveling to these places, too. Yeah. You go to his OnlyFans and check that out. That's, yeah, you don't really cripple them, do you? No, no. Crippler crossface. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. They're so little. How do you get the arm under the... Never. No, it's it's the big cats, but they're little. It's the, the little big cats. Little big cats. Like, like you know, like the lions. But oh, like li- cubs. Though, yeah. That's what they call them. You're a cub crippler. Yeah, cub crippler. Oh, that's fine. Lions kill people. Uh, anyway, folks, we thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to check out... It's not going to be published yet, so... We'll remind you. Yeah, we'll, we'll remind, remind you. you, you when it closer. CalebJamesK.com to keep updated on my publication history. And whenever that comes out, uh, literally stories, uh, you can go on my site to get the link. Uh, anyway, we thank you for listening and check us out and we'll check you out next time. Mm-hmm.